There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome, welcome all. Not only is it Good Friday, it's a great Friday because you are here with Lori and Julia. Aw, thanks. Thank Hello, you. everybody. Julia. <laughs> yes. L.A. Hello, people, all you bids for kids, people. Oh thank my gosh, you. thank you. We raised over $56,000 for the Ronald McDonald House yesterday. Pretty huge. Yeah, yeah. Huge day. Ellie, I don't think you've had the pleasure of working on the fundraiser, you know, when we do. No, this but thing. I've been, uh, you know, Let's announcing see. the promos for it every week, so I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for you. Yeah, we had a lot of really fun packages, and people that listen to my talk, they just step up and they're very. Very generous. generous. And yes. Grant is at the home, the much delayed home opener for the, the one Minnesota day. Twins. Oh, I thought it was one. I thought it was like a couple times delayed. No, okay. I don't think so. But here's the deal. First pitch today is at 310. It's going to be thrown out by Jam, as you like to call. Oh, Jimmy Jam and, and Terry, Terry Lewis. Lewis. Oh, my yep. gosh. And then the national anthem is going to be sung by part of the cast of Hamilton. That's oh in town at the Orpheum. Wow, cool. <laughs> I have tickets to that. You do? I do. Oh, it's amazing. God. It's amazing. And then they're going to have two F-16 uh, Fighter Falcon uh, jets fly over. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think they're also going to say, I think uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game is going to be Led by. performed by the Special Olympics team oh, in the city in Minnesota. I can't remember the name. Remember I'm when sorry. we got to lead that oh, seventh yeah. inning stretch at the um, Metrodome? We started Take Me we, Out to the Ball I saw the, ball the picture of us in the Metrodome. Metrodome Jumbo Cam. That is a song I know all the words to. <laughs> I don't mess up the lyrics. Right. And, um, I mean, but it was intimidating. I remember that we started oh. out, but they had the organ. The yes, organ really helps. Yes, the organ. The organ accompaniment. accompaniment. But, mm-hmm. okay, my question for you guys is this. I know they've never asked us again. Well, Julia, I mean, it's a new stadium. They're just working their way around to real celebrities. They were like at the end of everyone who'd already sang at the Metrodome. Um, But how do two people at the same time throw out the opening pitch? I've never heard of that. And that would be what you and I would have to do. Well, I think that you would pick it up from the ground and And hand it to you. Okay. Do you think that's what's happening with Jam and Lewis? Or it could be like... Ellie, be standing by for a phone call in case anyone calls. But she could turn it on over there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we would be curious because you're right. you don't maybe, ever see a duo. Maybe, maybe you would throw it to me, and I'd throw you would be because it's ninety feet. So you we'd, we'd be at forty five feet. Julia, each or I'd have to give it to you. I don't know that I could make the throw. 
I have every confidence in your arm that you could do it. I don't have any confidence in my arm because the shoulder that I... The frozen shoulder. But it is new. It is a repaired shoulder. And P.S., by the way, I guess everybody gets arthritis like in places in their body that move a lot. Like shoulder arthritis. Ellie is like a thing that happens to everybody. I take osteobiflex. Okay, for that exact reason. (laughs) So anyway, but so my doctor was like, you have a repair. He said, I scooped it all out. So you're ahead of the shoulder game. See, I love that. But anyway, still, even in my primest of throwing a ball years, I don't think I could make it from the from the you pitcher's know, mound to the plate. I, I, I could do make, it underhanded for sure. Same. For but sure. really, I don't know that Overhand. I... I was more of a hitter. Oh, do I, do I believe that? But... <laughs> But if my kids are listening, they're like, Mom, you no. were you were neither. Ellie, could you make it? You were neither. Could you throw a ball at a pro field? And I mean, I, I you know, I we would have. Funny enough, it. as a lesbian, I was horrible at softball. There you go. And basically, so bad. that doesn't make you, you sense. You could not. You're so funny. Yeah, yeah. One of these things doesn't belong here. Right. You're like making fun of it, so I'm going with you. Right. But you know, I am curious though how they do it. I like your idea. Well, some you know of me. Handing you the ball and then do you drop a baseball curtsy? I don't know. I probably would. I or maybe threw, sort don't of, you remember? I did throw it out because I no, I was in, no, I was in the hitting contest. Oh, that's so what it was before the game. They have like all these people that they parade through to have experiences, yes. and then they did the hitting thing with TC Bear and Reavers. <laughs> From uh, Garage Logic, who used to work with us, he yeah. was out there. He was always a big part of doing stuff on the Twins, and we laughed so hard. And you were one of the people who got to hit it. And I bet you hit it. I bet you connected. I uh, Maybe. You not, don't remember? Not well, Is not that well. how I would speak for now? Not well. Okay, Probably not well. not well, but it was super fun. I mean, they just make it be so much fun. And so all the new rules start today. The games are going to be shorter because there's not going to be as much time between pitches. Good. People are excited about it. Um, they Grant, start earlier. Funny thing, Grant hasn't responded to well, any I of my texts. He's having the day off, for Lord's sake. Give him, let him have some fun. I think so. Damn it. I know. He's cute. Um, he's cute. But, yeah, it turned out to be, like, if you had the right coat on, and I would definitely want gloves and a hat for a day such as today, and a scarf. But if you were dressed right, so fun. Plus, they have all the indoor Lori, things. we have gone to these. We've been in snowstorms. Yeah. We've done it all. But, Julie, the one time we were there for snow, we were in the championship well, that's the, I mean, come on. That is, like, the complaining go. about going somewhere while flying first class. Okay? <laughs> it was so <laughs> lovely. Not only did they bring us blankets, Hot cocoa. Uh, right. They had heater. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was so <laughs> unbelievably <laughs> fancy. It was so fun. Yeah. But, so the Twins won their first four, lost their last two. So yeah. they're hopeful today, but we're playing the world champions from last yeah. year, the Astros. Yeah. That's accidental sports talk. Accidental. Okay, now we got to have accidental death talk, I'm just going to call death? it. Did, uh, did you just say that? Yes, death talk. and Who, it, di- who fell? Well, not my dad. Oh, so, God. Anyway, I had done a, just a lovely little picture of me in a bay on the last day that I was there. And I was in Hawaii. In Hawaii. And I said, um, sorry, there haven't been very many that the lady, I didn't have as many lady exercises this year as I did last year. And you had them all the time. Well, but I did way more last year. Oh, my God. Okay, because I, I broadcast this, three weeks last year. This was the perfect amount, Laurie. But anyway, I said, I haven't done any because. I haven't been in 
I haven't felt the spirit of it because I got some just expected but unexpected bad news about my dad and then the school shooting in Tennessee. I just didn't have any joy for doing it. Right. But, you know, Mr. I'll be back. So, well, I don't know. People interpreted that, that the zipper had died. Okay, I heard. I can't even tell you. That the zipper had passed family away. family and of my friends yeah. who were urgently reading his Lori dad. Okay, what's happened? Do yeah. What happened? And I'm so, like, I called you right after, and I'm like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't word it in any way, but it's just that even this is how much that people, Well, it, we don't talk about death, because if my dad died, I would say that the zipper has passed away. My right. father died of his bladder cancer. I would be right. very, I am not, my dad, my dad, when he called to tell me about his PET scan, I'll make this real quick, but he goes, well, they can double the chemo. And I told him he went on a Mediterranean cruise, had just a total blast. Love it. Warm weather, fell oh, in love great. with Croatia. Love it. Just had the greatest time. And I, I was like, Dad, don't get your pet scan results before you go on your no, damn trip. Right. Get them when you come home. Right. You know? yeah. It's not going to change. So right. he, he, I called him and I said, okay, so you got the news. You're home. I enjoyed traveling in the Mediterranean with you because he posts everything on Facebook. And anyway, he... Um, he, was one, he said, I, I've been offered uh, pallet care. And um, and I said, pallet? I said, are they offering you pallets and coffins now before exactly. you die? And we just... Stacking pallets. Ever since he got dentures, he's mispronounced words. And so he was saying palliative, palliative. but he called it pallet care. Pallet so care. And then he said, but I, or... He goes, I'm, I'm going to try the double the chemo. So he's doubling the chemo. He said, I know this is my last tax season. It's my last, you know. I mean, he's like very prepared that the minute it's not, um, if it's going to be the grief ratio of life ratio, he's just going to take his palate care and take drugs for the first time in his life. My dad is famously straight-laced, never has tried anything other than stronger than booze. And he's like, yep, I'm going to try drugs, and that's the way it's going to go, yeah. and I'm just going to slip away, and everyone's fine with that, and I'm at, fine with that. Look at, I mean, I he think... He taught, this is... Yeah. So I would say that. I would not hint around it, but we we wanted better. And Ellie knows this. Anyone with anyone whose family has cancer, the PET scan is the big cancer scan that says what's, what's, what's yeah. good. What's the update scan? What's, yeah. what's the update? Yeah. So anyway, he's still going... Hopefully he's going to Sturgis in August, you know, but I mean, it's, as I said to him today, I said, dad, I'm in denial. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, you know, the river in Egypt. <laughs> oh, for God. That's put up, bum. I know. That's this old. is how my dad and I talk to each other. He goes, oh, I see what you did. Mm-hmm. I'll catch you later. That's what he always says goodbye. So anyway, that's the update. So, uh that's how I, you know, I'll be very upfront. Yeah. You know, when it's, my dad does go. And people I know have been very fond yes. of the zipper. And a lot of people have met him. As According to him, he's famous. I love that. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? Right. Why wouldn't he be? Wouldn't he be? He's right. related to you. That's right. All right. Listen, <laughs> we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. It's Lori and Julia here for MSP Airport. That's Terminals 1 and 2. And listen, you know, when I uh, was leaving for Hawaii, yes. I run into our friend Neil, who yes. works for airline. I'm like, what are you doing out here early? And he goes, I like to get out here early and see what's what with the shops and what new restaurants are opening. Because he goes, as a flight attendant, people ask me that have long layovers in Minneapolis, 
what is cool about this area? He goes, I like to be in the know what's going Absolutely. on at the airport. We have an incredible airport. If you number are, one, no, it is so good. By flyers, yeah, 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 and. It's- it, it's intimidating. You don't realize what how many planes come in and out of here from other places, and they're just not ending up here. So he likes to be in the know with what I, cool stuff. Is. I absolutely love that. There's so many great restaurants, so many great shops, and the thing is, they open early and stay open late, yep. which we love. You're going to love it. MSPAirport.com for all your information. We're going to wish they knew this because, you guys, we have a book club restaurant uh, event coming up that's coming up really pretty quickly. The second annual LoJ Book Club Live. That's right. We're at the Book Club Restaurant on um, April 18th. So that'll be right around the corner. William Kent Kruger is our author. And our first one with Lorna Landvik, I mean, it's sold out right away. And so it's a night of food, books, conversation, and fundraising. William Kent Kruger, again, is our has been gracious enough to say, yes, I'll come and talk to you about my life as a writer and he writes the cork o'connor series and ordinary grace he's, he's just incredible writer and since it's limited you have to win a ticket so you have to enter the book club restaurant ticket lottery so go to book club restaurants facebook events page to enter and it's the one, it's in Richfield, you know, and it says... It's on Pam. It says yep. good food, I think, yep. in the little vi- uh, the little icon. and Or you can go to my tag keyword book club restaurant. Yes, perfect. That way. And so, and then it's a $25 donation is what we're asking for, but not re- requested. But anyway, you have to, there's a lottery because it, the restaurant maybe right. has 75 people. Or but 80. on your lottery, if you're going with friends or if you're going with your book club, they would all be included together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it isn't just, you know, yeah. one off. So it's really was so much fun last time. And, and William Kent Cougar is, he's a treasure. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are so lucky that he yeah. said yes. So that's going to be a fun one. So Please come join us. Yeah, if if that's going to work out for you, don't dilly-dally. Don't dilly-dally. Don't dilly-dally. It's going to be sold out. Okay, so um, uh, watch what happens live. I never missed an edition on Twitter the whole time I was in Hawaii because I have to say, as a late-night entertainment show, um, it was just sort of how I was keeping up to date on the kind of stuff I wanted to keep up with, which was Scandaval, which is what uh, Watch What Happens Live basically had two weeks of. And then Andy was on his break. Yes, he his, was. Break with his kids' school or whatever. But I, I do like watching some things just on Twitter and just seeing the yeah. fun, the thing. But it was fun. Last night, I was like, I wasn't tired at all because I'm... You know, all loopy on my loops in my schedule. I'm loopy. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Schedule. And so, uh, Ellie, like at 8 o'clock at night, Casey's ready to go to bed, you know, because... <laughs> Hawaii time. Uh, Hawaii time, but that's only in the afternoon. You know, I just have been having trouble getting to sleep, so I'm thinking, I'm going to watch, watch, watch what happens live. And I thought, 
hard week to book guests because whenever he has a hard time finding people because we have Passover, Easter, Ramadan, Easter, Ramadan Kelly Ripa, his good friend Kelly Ripa, and then Marlon Waynes happened to be in town because he he's promoting Air. Air. He plays a character in Air, which is getting rave reviews, as you and Grant already gave it. Yeah. Big thumbs up, right? Yep. So, um, but Marlon Wayne's, I do who we say we're going to start with, Ellie? Marlon? I have the Marlon clip. Okay, yes. let's do Marlon, where he talks about um, being in air. And I just always forget until I see him do an interview. That is one He's handsome, handsome man. Mm. There's, mm-hmm. there's like 10 siblings. 10 oh, brothers, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. He spoke He spoke very movingly about it. He said his dad, he goes, my dad prepared us kids for his death since the day we were all born. He did nothing but talk about when he's gone, when he's gone, and he'll be here. And I'll I mean, be here, and he gives them a Bible. Bible, yeah. I'll be right here very, at your bedside. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyway, I just... I just fell in love all over with him again, yeah. and uh, I thought, oh, he's in air. So here's here's Marlon talking about that. Marky S. said, is it true that J-Lo was the one to recommend you to Ben Affleck for the part of Coach George in air? Yeah, um, actually, uh, that's what, uh, what Ben said. Ben said that J-Lo, rec- he was like, he called me up, and he gave me like a 45-minute talk. He's like, you know, this you're a great actor, and I wanted to see you in this, and, you know, Sounds I needed like somebody it. handsome but funny. And then Jennifer told me that, you know, you'd be I said, Ben, shut up. You had me at hello. Whatever yeah, it right, is, right, whatever I'm going to do it. How involved was Michael Jordan, by the way? Not at, all. Not at all. No, they no. they've had a meeting with Michael, and Michael just said, "Listen, I want Viola Davis to play my mom. I want George Ravling's part in the movie, which is my part." Thank you, Mike. And uh, those were basically his That's things. Yeah. Have you ever met him? Yeah, I met him one time. He was playing basketball. He was good friends with my brother Damon, and they were. He was in the All Star game. And I took my nephews, and it was in Cleveland. And he, he's about to check in the game, and I screamed, "The Jesus Christ of basketball!" And he looked. He's like, and he saw it was me, and he just shook his head like. This <laughs> That's amazing. Just he was delightful. He is delightful. He was a delightful uh, person, and I love the J Lo, and I love his little impersonation of Ben. And then I haven't heard, uh, I was glad that Andy didn't shy away from this because he and Kelly Ripa are very, very good friends. You know that they have discussed this topic at the dinner table, but he asked Marlon, well, first Kelly and Marlon to react to the Amy Robach, TJ Holmes, GMA, uh, the Le Scandale. Kelly, Ryan B. emailed. This is a good question. I don't okay. know if you've been asked this. As someone who's about to have your husband join you as co-host, yeah, yeah. what was your reaction to the news of Amy Robach and TJ Holmes' relationship on GMA3? Well, look, I think they should have kept him on the show. It well, made it compelling to me. Very compelling. Yes. Mark and I have taken a, a, a vow of chastity right. <laughs> while we'll bum. be working together because I know how ABC does not like that. You know, Right, right, right. TV partner Yes. Uh, banging on the side. Yes. So we yes. promise. Oh no, no banging on the side. I gotta say, the brother looked really happy, though. I, was, I know. He, I went to the set and I was like, hey, what's up, TJ? Something going on? He's like, hey, man. <laughs> Life is good, man. His foot kept doing this. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, you know, I thought, and she made a point of saying banging twice. So she kind of told us everything that sort of, she, that they did not think that was cool. Because everybody at their workplaces knew their respective spouses and kids and, you know, drags everybody else 
into it. So the fact that she used banging yes. twice was yes. that was her disapproval. That's how I took it of that. Oh. But I was like, oh, Andy, I'm glad you're really? not letting your friendship get in the way of asking mm-hmm. a, a fellow morning show person. Anyway, good stuff. We have not it's, seen them at all. Not even in paparazzi photos. No, Someone's told them to lay low. Lay low. Lay low. Make people miss you. We're going to lay low right now and let Mike tell us about the traffic. All right, gang, it's Lori and Julia here for our friends at First Equity Mortgage. They've been serving people in the Twin Cities area for 23 years. They are local. They know what's happening in our community with all the real estate folks, the uh, real estate folks. You know them, the realtors. They call them realtors. And, you know, the realtors know First Equity Mortgage. And why that matters is... Um, the housing market is still tight for some reason. So if a home comes up and you are in the market right now, A, you should be pre-approved and talk with First Equity and find out what all your options are. And B, if you are up against another person, you know, apples to apples, they're going to choose you because you're working with First Equity and all the title people, the real estate agents in our community. Everybody knows them. They know they're going to close on time. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any issues. And that is just um really important because you want the sale to go through. They just had GMA had a mortgage expert on and they said yes you want to work with someone local in your community not national. Julia said to me yesterday I'm 200,000 years old but we're only going to go back to 1980 (laughs) and we're going back to when John Mellencamp went by John Cougar Cougar. Mellencamp. Mm -hmm. This was his this album Nothing Matters and What If It Did was the fourth studio album under Johnny, John Cougar Mellencamp. And it was produced by this soul pioneer dude by the name of Steve Cropper. And if Donnie were here, he would know everything about that guy. But he wanted to, um, he... He wrote all the songs on the album. He wrote the 10 songs. He covered the Peppermint Twist. You know, mm-hmm. Chevy Checker. And he did a song called A Cover of a Hot Town in a Cold Night. But he wanted to write, um, you know, he, he's always been a writer, but he wanted to write um, for any, the song we're going to sing like later, Ain't Even Done with the Night, uh, or the one we just sang. He wanted to write an R&B song. That was like his goal. And he said, I wanted to write something that was so full and I, I was a young guy, and so I thought I should get Mr. Sack Soul himself, that's who the Steve Cropper was, to produce the record. And the song even has a drum part we lifted straight off an old Motown record. And it's just such a great song. Critics at the time, some people called it a wimpy album, but with popular, with, with fans... We went crazy for this album. We went crazy for this song because it just seemed like he was singing to us a poet. A, like he was, he was big. He was, he was big so and he was so hot. And he had the best hair. The best hair, and it was such a good album. And it was just, and that is still one of maybe his best songs that he's ever written. Ain't you know? I just. I I think it is the authority song and ain't even done with the night, which is the song we're gonna sing at the end was off of that album. The authority song came comes. Why are we later. talking about this right now? Because he's doing a four night stint or a three night stint, three night stint at the, the state, state theater. theater. 
There are sold. a few. There are a few tickets available if you go online. Yeah. I saw a few. Yeah, it's sold out right away. So it's the resale yep. market. But I would call tomorrow if you're really, really find out when the State Theater box office. You is have to see, go there. You have to go there. I think, but yep. the Mellencamp gets comp tickets to give to people. And how many people does he know in Minnesota in April? Well, I don't know if his daughter Teddy's going to come or his grandchildren. No, are they don't. Come. They all want to go to the other places. So you could get a ticket. I try. I begged you, Julia. I know. When these tickets went on sale, I said, Julia, we can get tickets. They're pretty good. He's going to sell out really. I know. And we I could just go. Think. And it's a Saturday night. And it was a date night. And guess who my date is? Now, this is a funny story. Okay. This is a funny Mellencamp story. Okay. So. It's um, not me. I know, I know, but um, so Casey and I were going. Jeez, mm-hmm. I hope Dick and Jean, if you're listening, I haven't had a chance to tell you guys this <laughs> yet. And um, the people you're going with tomorrow night. Yeah, the people we're going with tomorrow night that we bought the tickets, you know, and you know, and I, I you know, I want to say I think they are tickets. I think the tickets that were like one fifty. Yeah. You know, not not one twenty nine ten minutes. Well, that's ago. a steal. Like that. It is. It well, is right for, now. for what we've been paying, because I went mm-hmm. to Springsteen, you know, a month ago. So anyway, he for whatever reason, John wants to play small theaters. He doesn't want to play one big place in one night. He's in. John Bream gave him a good good review or whatever. He's still smoking like a chimney. He's been smoking since he was ten. It blows me away. I know how some people can just smoke and smoke and smoke, and it doesn't affect them. And it we, blows me away. Yeah, and we saw him at the fair, and that was a great show. And I saw him great. at the Northrop. I saw him at the Civic Center or the XL twice. Yeah. So I, we know back he's, in the early eighties. Yeah. He's got so many songs. He's so good. He's so so good. And uh, anyway. Um, but Casey has a chance to be uh, the Bupa police, which is otherwise known as Grandpa Babysitting Duty. And uh, his his ex-wife, the mother of his children, um, a, a lovely lady, um, was babysitting. And, of course, Julia, funny thing about some of these grandparents, they don't want to give up their babysitting nights. Oh, so I especially because this baby lives in Chicago, Lori. Yeah, and he's two, and yeah. almost two, and he's just that at that really super it's adorable. It's the best age. The best age, just it beyond is. adorable. And Casey looked at me on the beach just a couple days ago, and he goes, uh, "I'm not going to the concert. I, I'm not going to the concert." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, how are we going to give up the get the babysitter to not?" Do the babysitting. I mean, like, that, that was she's, the reason. She's already committed. You know, that's already the plan has been made. Right. And I said, I know. I'm going to ask her to be my date to Mellencamp. And so she's my date to Mellencamp. That's a good trade off, isn't yeah. it? And I think she's excited. I'm excited. All I care about. And of course, I was going to ask you, but I really needed I a carrot, Julia. You did. I know. To you did. get the grandchild I, away. It's funny. It's, you know, I'm not oh. there yet, but that is just funny because there's grandparent competition. I'm sure of it. You I'm better sure believe it. it. Yes. You, I mean, I don't think it's in any mean way or anything not. like that. Of course but, not, but, you know, people want to be with the kids. Yes. Especially yeah. when the kids don't live in town. And Casey is a popular person because. The, he is? Yes. Be, uh, the kids. Oh, okay. The kids because he plays with them. 
I, mean, I, I gravitated towards Casey when I was a little kid. Yeah. It's his energy. He's he, like a roughhouser. A, yes. Oh, that yes. He is. he is a roughhouser. He he is. Yeah. And the last time we had the little boy, like in January, and we brought him over to the other Glamma's house, Casey had to sneak out of the house or or, or Bruce was going to cry. He doesn't cry. <laughs> he just says to me, bye, go, go. Casey, whoa, he starts crying. So, you know. That's kind of funny, but anyway, I want to play one cover song from the John Cougar Mellencamp album um, where he, uh, it's his fourth album and last album that he has Cougar. Yeah. He drops Cougar after that and ain't even done with the night. His, the most popular song on that album, which we're singing today only went to number 17 but i feel like that That's summer it was nights. nonstop yep yep on the radio anyway but one of the songs that he later wrote in life and i wonder if people know cuz rocco didn't know and it, it came out i think cougar wrote this song in 1980 in 1981 pat benatar covers it here we go yeah, i remember pad. this Do you remember that song? i mean i remember i've you heard know, it before you've heard it and i remember um you know my girl, my roommate and I, we we weren't really sure about, you know, but we were like, we want a lover who doesn't drive us crazy. My roommate, uh, <laughs> Janet Wall, was all over, over that this. song. All and that over album. John Cougar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Cougar. Yeah. She was all over it. Mm. You know, we're speaking about But musicians. he wrote that song, you right? know, and uh, she has the, maybe the more well-known version of it. Would you think so? Well, because he does a two and a half minute instrumental yeah, on I, his version. Yeah, I love that. It's a five and a half minute song on it's his version. It's something from the last century that we <laughs> fondly can think of. Um musicians instruments yeah but but Solos. rocco was like i didn't know that i thought we thought that was a pat benatar song serious oh well, i didn't know that and people don't know that right. that's a john because she just had the bigger hit right and there was something about like that's such a great song great song love love love, love. and you, as a matter of fact i'm putting it up and it was on her debut studio album too Really? And just like, you know, because sometimes on a debut, your record labels say do one cover. I mean, John Cougar Mellencamp on his fourth album does a cover of Twist and Shout or Peppermint Twist. It helped to sell albums to have one cover. I love it. In the olden days of vinyl. The olden days of vinyl. But maybe it's coming back in. Uh, Ellie, do people... Your vinyl's age? in. Vinyl's Vinyl in. never really went went out. You know what's really more upsetting? What? Uh, CDs are making like this weird comeback. Like I know people younger than me are like collecting CDs. Like I'm it's sorry. a big thing. I'm I've so glad people, I've held on to all no, mine. No, I've asked people to donate them to me because I have a brand new CD player That's at the cabin. That's kind of weird though. It's digital. It's not vinyl. It's not like it sounds different on a CD. If okay, anything, I'm it just sounds gonna, worse. I'm just gonna. All right. Yeah. Thank you for your opinion on that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna share mine. Yeah. They're compact. They're easy. Yeah. They traveled with you easy. You didn't yeah. have to, because we came, we graduated from a tape cassette. Cassette, where right. Where everything twisted and it would always, you could, yes. when it would get, it would get eaten alive the and then we'd pull it yeah, out of the machine. Right. And with the pencil eraser, yeah. you used to have to straighten out the tape and mm-hmm. get it to go back in. CDs. It was like a baby little album, and you could oh. have a whole bunch of them with you. And oh, then they started I poo pooing the tech. The tech is great. I just don't understand why fourteen year olds are like getting into CDs at this point. Well, because point. cars don't have them anymore, and they're probably retro. Cars yeah. don't have CD yeah. players anymore. 
Yeah, and maybe, maybe it's just retro, 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 retro. I the like CD it. is retro. Yeah. I'm so glad I have all my CDs. I'm, I'm telling you, and I have them carefully hidden away so Casey can't bother me to do something with them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, we'll be. Re- Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. The topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples? People do ask me that question. Some people think, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family or you're concerned the other side may be depleting money. If timing is something that people are worried about, will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Trussler Family Law. Find them online at trusslerlaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. We are back. We've recovered from the excitement of bids for kids and everyone's uh, generosity. And um, thank you for that. And then, um, Julia, I just have to ask you, I mean, GMA has been plugging it all week long. The Diane Sawyer interview with Jeremy Renner, if you had a chance to watch it last night on the ABC. It was very good. I did. And the recreation that they did um, of the big snow cat. Him getting out, looking well, we, for his nephew's car. We were never really sure how it happened. And what I guess the thing, I mean, we have just a little bit yeah. of audio if you want to listen to it. But I guess the thing I'll say is that we didn't, I mean, the thing is about accidents or almost accidents or you could have died. I mean, really, you're just tortured with, you know, the 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 one little stupid thing you did that was part of your chain of sure, events. Sure, sure, sure. Mm. And when he admitted that he would climbed back up into it and didn't have it engaged yep, and yep, parked yep. and then tried to reach down with his foot from a high thing and slipped yep. and fell and immediately... He said, that is my fault. So it's yeah, my fault. Everything I put everyone through, the trauma that they have, and it was this one stupid thing, and I know better. Right. You know, and I remember thinking that after Casey's motorcycle accident, oh my gosh, the he could have he should have been had in a helmet on. Yep. He didn't have a helmet on. He's lucky he could walk and got out of there with what he got out of there because it was just dumb yeah. on our part right. to be riding around. We just come back from a twelve hundred mile trip where the only place we wore helmets was Canada where they made it. We were very cavalier about our heads. You were. And so anyway, I he addressed You really were. Yeah. And I would be like, Why? But but I'm but yeah. that is like a huge thing to acknowledge for people in an accident. Like that made me just think, Wow. Well, and I also saw is <sighs> so Jeremy Renner, you know him maybe as Hawkeye. I loved Hawkeye and Apple Plus with um The Avengers. It, it, but it, just his Hawkeye. Yeah, it's oh, just, his character is great. No, but it's it's a TV oh, show. It's a mini show. It's, a mini, yeah. it's just yeah, a yeah. specific show about him. him. Yes. And I know him more from that because mm-hmm. I don't really know the Avengers stuff. So he did this 10 part thing with. But isn't um, he Hawkeye in the Avengers? Yeah, he is. Yeah, but okay. so this is just a break. They don't explore his character a ton in the Avengers. Got it. And he was so good in this. Mm-hmm. And it was with the gal that played True Grit's daughter, Ailey. Um, 
Haley, Haley Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. It was, Seinfeld. It was so good. And so I really kind of got to know him. And we met him first in the Hurt Locker. He didn't even become a star until his late 30s when he started yes, the Hurt Locker. that's correct. But the love of his family mm-hmm. and the love he has for his family, um, that just... That was moving, I thought. And how upset he was that he made his mom so upset, his mm-hmm. sister so upset, his yeah. nephew, his daughter. Yeah. I just... I kind of just had a new, I have new feelings for Jeremy. Yeah, Renner. well, and you know, and I'm Casey and I are watching the mayor of Kingstown, which is a Taylor Sheridan show that he created. And it's the second season of Mayor of Kingstown. Very violent show yeah. on Paramount Plus. And he, it's this like downtrodden Ohio, formerly a mining town. And now the industry is our prisons in this town. And it's just a terribly grim gritty show and um he is in that and we had a couple episodes to watch when we came home because they on paramount plus i think it's one a week or whatever and mm-hmm. we had just binged and gotten into it but he said to diane sawyer she was showing different pictures of him the hurt locker the mayor of kingstown she said she said what what is it that your your face we're not sure if you're a good guy a bad guy, a villain, someone who's going to rescue you. You seem capable. And he goes, I've got that resting face thing. I love it. When well, he said that, yeah. because he does have this way of, yeah, you don't, is he going to be a good guy or bad right. guy? He could go either way. And I thought that was very uh, uh, telling because for a while there, we were kind of mad at him because he, he, he had a very a, messy divorce yes, with his wife, and he was squeezing her on money, yep. and she went forward with it, and I think he got caught up, and I think he quit. I think they quit fighting and put their daughter ahead of them. I think they did, finally. And this is several years yeah, yeah. ago. Like, like five or six oh, five years or six. ago, at least. But 2014. The thing, the yeah. thing about him is while, that but, um, he had, when you watch this Diane Sawyer, and it'll be playing on Hulu, um, yeah. When you watch it, he has a massive plate in his, in his face. Yeah. Like, so I was looking at his eyes. I mean, it, this was January 1st, and it's not that far yeah. uh, when this happened long ago. Because I was looking at his eyes to see the surgery or if I could yeah, notice any difference. One eye popped out of his head. I know. And, you know, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, seriously. <sighs> one eye so, popped and, out of his and, head, and his one eye could see the other eye up here in place dimple on. Oh, no. Yeah. No, and so to see how they put him back together, yeah. I was trying to find anything. It's a and miracle. And he just, he just looks a little fuller because he obviously doesn't get his exercise and he's not TV ready right now. But you he know? was in Hawkeye shape. He had just finished that so he was in very season two i loved that he show. was in very good yes, physical yep. shape and then they also showed um you know and like sometimes people get in traumatic accidents all the time and we don't realize you know but it will it changes your life in a minute and there's all kinds of people have you know the what ifs and this and yeah, i yeah. mean they just happen in a split second but like when they the fact that they could medically help him and that he also got lucky because of his age, his physical strength. But when they were showing the titanium 
ribs they built for oh, him and the doctor's they- just casually going much like you have on a wine barrel and you've got the grooving that's what we were trying to replace because that's what your ribs really do is just they're protecting, protecting yeah, the keeping everything inside structure but he, they liken it to that so i mean the medical the the field just is astonishing with the advances and the ways that they think and can do things it, it, I mean, he's a walking modern miracle to get run over by that thing. Unbelievable. 14,000 pounds. And when she asked him, do you remember I, feeling it? I remember everything. He was awake. He said I was awake during everything. And then no. the yes. luck of the neighbor, the nephew yeah. finding the neighbor, it just, it's a miracle. I mean, that is just flat out a miracle. And it's worth watching because it was, I just found it so, it was so compelling. And it, yes, and it will also like if you. It also will just like like you need like if you ever know somebody and they have somebody in their family and there's been a traumatic accident or something, all hands on deck, reaching out, helping however you mm-hmm. can because everyone's life changes in just a right in a flash. And so I did just really thought I it just I like that he acknowledged all of that, you know. He was what so happened? likable because so, we don't know him. No, we don't. We've never. I don't even know if I've ever watched him well, on a couch. I do know this. He's the the. I know that the people like him on the red carpet. The photographer bank does because he will break out in song, or not song. He breaks out in little dances, but he acknowledges and waves and smiles at everybody. He's good like that. We know that's what we like. It makes you feel like. like you're a human being. We, I'm being seen. Hot I guy know. just waved he was on, at me. Well, I think it was an armchair expert I listened to, and yeah. he was very personable. Yes. So, anyway, yeah, Casey's like, don't delete it. I'll probably watch it. Oh, no, it was very good. Yeah. It was very, very, very good. You know, we forgot to mention that yeah. coming up later on our show today. Oh, yeah, we got our Queen tickets. We've got the last pair of tickets for the second show of Queen, and those tickets for the second show went on sale this morning at 10 a.m., but I'm sure... Hopefully there's some still left. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you can go to Excel to get your tickets. Um, or listen to win. I know. And we'll finish the line. It's not that easy, you guys. We'll be back.